All right, welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast. Today we have a special guest who has made waves in the online business world. She's the founder of Five Minute Lives and the creator of the Six Figure Side Hustle. Please welcome Trish Leto. Yay! Thank you so much for having me, Tim. I appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate you joining me this morning, Trish. Um, let's get into your story because we we're going over your story a little bit before the show and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss it at all. Um, so let's talk about what caused you to create these side hustles. Um, what was the event that caused all this to happen? Well, so um, it all started in 2016. Uh, I was actually a part of a, um, a health and fitness multi-level marketing business while I was working full-time as well in the mortgage industry. And um, I've been, I've been in the mortgage industry since uh, 2001. So 22 years, over 22 years. And um, yeah, I had two kids in two years. And while I was working full-time, I, um, I, you know, I, I really couldn't afford to have both of my kids in childcare because it was like over $2,000 a month and I wasn't getting paid like a ton of money at the time. So I had this, you know, little, you know, beach body side hustle. I'll say it. I don't care. Uh, beach body side hustle. And I was, I was making some decent money, but I was hustling so, so hard. Um, and I like, I lost weight. Like I did really well and I was, I was super healthy and I was feeling good. Um, but I was doing really, really well, but I was hustling so hard trying to convince people, right? Trying to convince people that they needed to lose weight and get healthy and trying to sell all these, these, these products, these packages. And uh, super long story short, um, I had my worst month ever and I kind of like scratched my head quite a bit. Again, this is like 2016, 2017. I scratched my head quite a bit on it. And then I realized that there was this whole online space of people and like this, you know, the ClickFunnels community and the Kartra community. I remember when Kartra had first come out and then Facebook opened up this whole live stream video opportunity. And it was around that time that my upline, they were like, Trish, you've got this great personality. You know, you're already doing the thing. You're already posting and you're doing your little shorts and your videos, whatever. You should start doing some live stream videos. And so one day I, I, I did it. I pressed live and my heart was thumping. My palms were sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. Um, <laughs> little, little hat tip to Eminem. There you go. <laughs> um, but I, I did. I, 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 and I did the live stream and it was ridiculous and it was super long, right? It was like it was ridiculously long. And I'm just, I'm literally just standing there just talking and talking. But then it started a thing. And I'm not going to stand here or sit here and say that I started live stream video, like everybody started going live because Trish Leto went live. But I'm also not going to tell you that they didn't start doing that when I was doing it, right? So I kind of gave permission to people to press live, right? To do like, and eventually became press live with purpose. But they were doing it over and over and over again. It was forever, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. And I'm like, you are, there's no structure to this guys. You're not identifying to people who you are, why you're live. You're not giving any kind of context to your live stream video. And you're certainly not giving a call to action. This is a platform for you to be making buku dollars and we're all leaving money on the table. How can I fix this? Right? Cause I'm not somebody who just complains. If I'm, I'm somebody who believes if you're going to complain about something, you better be ready to have a solution for the complaint. And so I went into my office and I sat down and I'm not even kidding, 
Tim, I sat down with a post-it note pad and I wrote 30 second intro, two minutes teaching, one minute following up with comments, 30 second outro with call to action. And that was literally the day that five minute lives was born. And so I tested my theory and I did a five minute live. And before I knew it, it was trademarked. And um, I had a, a professional speaker and coach that lived in the Tampa Bay area that reached out to me and said, I need you to come speak at my event. And so now I'm a speaker. Now I'm like, are, I was like, are you sure? Like, really? And he's like, yeah, you're the, the queen of live stream video right now. I need you to come speak at this event. It's about like, it's about being on, online and like, and doing your thing. I'm like, okay. And I went and I taught, like I put together a PowerPoint presentation for it and I taught it. And before I knew it, um, fast forward to, uh, 2019, I think it was, um, I had spoken on so many stages and I had my own coaching program. I built my own course. I'd hired a business coach. And then, um, I spoke at Gary Vaynerchuk's agent 2021 and like VaynerMedia actually asked me to come out and be a speaker at that event. And it, it changed my whole world. It like, it changed my whole world. So I had coaching clients. I had, again, a course. I was speaking on summits. I was speaking virtually everywhere. Um, I spoke over a dozen stages across the country in a matter of a few years. And, um, and then everybody started getting kind of sick toward like the middle of 2019. We didn't know what the hell it was, right? And, uh, and then I, I co-founded a conference with, so I'm a veteran, I'm a Navy veteran. And I had a gal who was a, a military spouse and she reached out to me because she loved all of my teachings. And I'd spoken at the Military Influencer Conference in 2018 and 2019. She came to me and said, we need to do, a, I want to do a conference with you. I have this idea. So we ended up launching what was called the Military Women's Conference. And our opening conference was February of 2020 here in Tampa at the convention center. And we had uh, several hundred women show up for this. We had the mayor of Tampa do closing remarks. We had national news. Like we were, you know, people pay money to go like viral across like all these different platforms and stuff. No, no, I paid no money. I mean, I paid money. Trust me, it's for the conference. <laughs> but we had the news there. And like we had done something that was meaningful. And I always wanted to do something meaningful. And that was February of 2020, the very like second week of, of February 2020. And then literally one month later, the entire world shut down. And mm -hmm. everything had come like crashing down. I lost clients. I had people who were lined up. I mean, I had built already built a six-figure business. I'd lost everything. Everybody was calling me. I was following up and going, hey, what are we doing with this? Are you going to hop on this coaching call? They, nobody could afford anything anymore. And everybody was scared because we didn't know what was going to happen with the economy or anything. So in March, um, I went back to work. I went back. I dusted off my resume. I had been self-employed for one full year, dusted off my resume, and I went back into the mortgage industry. And I, um, during that time, Tim, I'll tell you, I had a real bad taste in my mouth where everything had to do with having to do with online marketing because I was like, you know, why am I even going to bother? Like, why am I even going to bother? Like, this is like, I, you know, we talk about all these opposing forces stopping us and preventing us from doing really well for ourselves. I mean, I had literally gotten there. I was there. I was already there. And for that to happen the way that it did, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is, 
this is ridiculous. So thankfully I found a company that hired me and I was with them for two and a half years. And I was, I mean, just kick it ass and taking names, man. Like big time. <laughs> I, I, you know, I made, I, I made over, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in 2021 with this company. I worked overtime. I got had bonuses. I was kicking ass. And um, I'm sorry. I, ho I hope I can say ass on your show. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was with them for two and a half years. I got a bunch of certifications. I, you know, worked with the sales team. Everything was going great. But all the while, it was interesting. I had people that were still reaching out to me and going, hey, um, can you help me with live video? And I was like, listen, I've got this old, and you know, to me it was old. I was like, I've got this old ebook that teaches how to do five minute lives. I can send it to you. I don't even want your email address. Just here you go. Have fun with it, right? Like, I hope this helps make notes and go do the damn thing. And I had people that would reach out to me and go, oh my God, this has really helped me. Thank you so much. And I had, and then trickled, just trickling through, like just literally probably about a dozen people just trickling into my inbox and my Facebook messenger and texting me and saying, I'm still thriving with this whole concept, your Piggly method, which is a, a, a way that I teach people how to do really effective fast market research. Um, that has helped people tremendously with making sure something's sticky before they throw it out there into the, into the market. Right. So, uh, cut to De December of 2022. Um, after seven rounds of layoffs from my company, they finally let me go. I, um, I went to out of town in North Carolina for Thanksgiving. I came home that week. I was supposed to be like getting another designation, another certification for, to help like heighten my career. And instead I got a zoom call and I was uh, part of a workforce reduction I was laid off. Um, and that day I like, I hung up, I packed up all of my stuff and shipped it out. And, um, I went to my mom and dad's house and, uh, I, I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I, I absolutely need to make sure that I create something so that if this ever happens again, I'm not, I'm not in a bad spot because I was very scared. I, I, I relied 100% on the job. And if anybody, if I can give anybody this story, please hear me out. And I'm not going to cry. <laughs> please hear me out. Do not ever put all of your eggs in one basket of life. You cannot do that for yourself financially ever, ever. I don't care if your only side hustle is making some extra dough on Amazon. I don't care if that's mm -hmm. it. I don't care if you're taking pictures of your dog and the 5,000 different little sweaters that you have on your Yorkie and that's all you're, all you're posting on your Instagram and saying, go to my store and buy it here and that's your, that's your income. Do something because if you do nothing, then when you have no income, you will have zero money coming into the bank and it is the worst feeling in the world, especially when you have small children. Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah, so I had to get off my ass and uh, immediately I, I got a contract job, but that was only for six months. So I used a lot of that contract job to immediately invest in my business again and start doing things. And I reached out to my old business coach and I said, here's my situation. This is what I want to do. I'd really like to start doing affiliate marketing again. And I'd really like to start like building a business again and like teaching people how to do this. And so we started working together and I created the six figure side hustle. And I had, I had a handful of, um, clients who were people that had followed me for three, four years. And 
they jumped in like immediately to coaching. And I, and I just, I love that. I love that. You know, I, I, I never really lost that circle and, uh, yeah. And I just relaunched my podcast and I've got a handful of other people that want to do some collaboratory things with me. And I'm, I just feel very blessed, very, very blessed. Absolutely. Um, Trish, I have to compliment you. Um, you are a <laughs> tremendous storyteller. Um, I usually wouldn't let somebody talk that long, but I was like, well, you're captivating me. I assume the audience is just as captivated. Um, you're very good at invoking emotion. You're very good at putting humor on top of strategies. Um, so just tremendous. I mean, well, like you. I said, I would, I, I would have cut somebody off usually, so, but I loved the story. So let's go back a little bit though. Okay. Um, so let's talk about five minute stories a little bit and get into the strategy and, and how people could be executing that. Um, how often should people be doing a five minute live? So, okay, full transparency right now on Facebook, live stream video is not good for the algorithm, right? So, so the methodology still remains the same. So with five minute lives, I teach people to follow my Piggly method, which just Piggly stands for, it's an acronym for Pinterest, Instagram, Google, groups, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And what I teach people to do, because every business is a little bit different and you're, 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 you're going to get sticky content in different ways from different platforms, right? But if you hit each of those platforms and you just type in a few keywords, I mean, we do it with Google all the time. You go to, into Google and you start writing, you know, typing a few keywords, how to, most of the time, it's going to say how to make money on the internet, how to make money online, how to make money on, on Amazon, how to uh, give my dog a bath. I don't know. It's the dumbest, craziest things. But if you do how to's, then you can see what other people are doing out there that are helping them, you know, do well, right? Do well on the internet and what's, what's, what's sticking, right? Um, you know, I really should make it Piggly plus two because there's also you, uh, uh, TikTok out there and now there's threads. I mean, it's just, there's so many, like there's just so many platforms, right? But the point is, is that find the platform where you want to show up and find out how other people are showing up and doing well and going viral with the content that they're doing. Right? So now you can take the five minute lives concept and it doesn't have to be a five minute live stream video. If it is, maybe don't do it on Facebook. Maybe turn it into a 90 second reel on Facebook instead. Okay. Cause reels go viral, make it, make it a really good reel, obviously. Right. And just make it content that's going to attract your ideal clients, bring value to them, get them emotionally connected with you, make sure that they know that what you're saying is legit and then give them a call to action to click the link below, hop on a phone call with you or comment below, whatever that looks like. Right. It would be the same thing for a five minute live. If you want to do a five minute live, certainly do it, right? But just know that you should probably only do it in like a Facebook group if you already have one. Because right now they're like, they're killing the algo on personal pages and business pages with Facebook live. So if you do it on Instagram live, that's a really good place to do it too. And it doesn't only have to be five minutes, obviously, but if you structure it that way, then you'll be sure that you're going to kill it when you, by the time you give that call to action, people are definitely going to reach out to you. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So when you're doing research, I love how it starts with Pinterest. That would be my biggest weakness out of that whole group. Um, what would you recommend doing it? Do you start with the how to stuff? Um, does it depend on the niche? Um, I'd love a little bit more context there. Like what specifically are you looking for? Just so, competitors so and what they're doing? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, competitors and what they're doing or even leadership, mentors, people who you love. Like, cause to me at the end of the day, I don't compete, I collaborate. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, and what people don't really fully understand about Pinterest is like Pinterest is a search engine. It's, it's the visual version of Google truly, because you know, people pin things all the time. You can, I mean, you plug in keto, the keto diet. There are hundreds of thousands of pins in Pinterest for the keto diet, right? But that doesn't just mean like the food to eat, right? So let's say that you're somebody who say, you know, for instance, maybe you're with Prove It, right? Or the Thrive Company, whatever company, like an MLM, right? If you can give somebody five tips on how they can follow a great keto diet and then have your backlinks to joining your program with you, then, then you're gonna, then now you're just building your email list, right? Cause at the mm -hmm. end of the day, that's what it's about. You want to have that intellectual property for yourself, right? That asset, your email list is your asset and your intellectual property is the content that you put out there that curates that relationship between you and your ideal client. Absolutely. Um, thank you for that tremendous insight. I have to ask, um, it seems like you went through quite the roller coaster ride from 2016 <laughs> through 2023. Um, I need to ask, like, how were you able to maintain a level head through all the, tr the tragedy and triumph during that period? Uh, I'm very faith based. Um, I actually, I, 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 I really do, I really do turn to prayer and being really well grounded in my faith. <clears throat> it's not easy to do that, by the way. Like I have to be reminded, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I, I, um, I, I found a really great non-denominational non Christian church in my neighborhood. I started going back to church. And my message to people is, you know, when you're, when you're doing this thing, you're gonna have people in your family and in your circle of friends who are not going to support you the way that you need them to. And a lot of the reason why is because they're suffering their own imposter syndrome, preventing them from stepping into the same space that you are. And, or they might actually be envious of you because you're doing a thing that they're scared to do. They're, they're not doing it. They're not making the money that you want to be making, or they're not making the moves and shaking things around the, the way that you are. Right? So someone who will always listen to you is God. And that's, that's my truth, right? Like, I mean, I, I, there's no way that I can twist that around. That is my truth. My husband's amazing, but at the end of the day, he wants me to make money, right? My kids are amazing, but at the end of the day, they want me to be their personal wallet. <laughs> and I am. I am their ATM machine. <laughs> so I say remain faith-based, and I do a lot of reading, too. I have, I don't know, I have a, probably a stack of books. Some people have shelves of books. I have a stack of books. And I sit down and I read every day. I stay grounded and just and just reading. Um, I turn off the news. I do not pay attention to the news. Like if that's something that some people are watching every day, turn that shit off. For the love of God and all that is holy, stop it. it you're not going to learn anything from the news, right? Mm -hmm. Find a podcast of somebody who inspires you and listen to that podcast for 20 to 30 minutes every day of your life. Open up a book. I don't care if the book is a book about business, a book about living a good, healthy lifestyle, or the Bible itself. Open a book and read it. Do it for yourself. Take time for you. When you take a bubble bath, you take a shower, burn some incense, light some oils, light some candles, like find some peace in your day. Because this, when you're hustling, 
man, oh man. Like I even have heart palpitations every now and again. I, I, I'm limited to one cup of coffee every heated day. <laughs> Everyone who listens to our show knows Matt and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, Many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times you have watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. And the results prove this. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secret that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is why we have opened up a few one-on-one -on -one coaching slots with Freedom Chasers Coaching, where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are and where you want to go and most importantly, how you want to get there. Where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are, where you want to go, and how you want to get there. The benefit of working with Matt and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 successful people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten the inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We are able to work with you to pick the strategy that will fit the best and then help you create the custom plan and steps to take you quickly into financial freedom. The fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. All right. So. Well, I'm glad we got you right after the cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in total agreement with you. No, I believe you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, turn the news off. You have no idea how often I'm just, <laughs> my wife will be like, oh, did you hear about this terrible thing that happened? And I'm like, I did not. And I chose not to hear about it. So don't tell me. <laughs> it's like, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. It doesn't affect me. I don't need to know what happened in Ohio at seven o'clock last Thursday. I don't need no, to know. You I don't know. live there. <laughs> you know what terrible yeah. thing happened to me today? My funnel didn't work right. And that pissed yeah. me off. I don't need the news to tell me that my funnel's broken. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I have to ask this also. So you specifically said non-denominational. And just for a little bit of context from my yeah. point of view, I'm kind of new to religion. Um, and I found it a little bit through this podcast. And I would be kind of in that regard, too. I, I get lost in the dogma when people start putting rules and rules and rules. I'm just like, I can't take it. I'm trying to get into this, but you're throwing too much at me. You're overwhelming me. Um, my question is, um, and feel free to decline if you want. But like when you are talking to God, like you say you do, like what? How do you even do that? I mean, I, I feel like that's a super basic question. But for me, it's just like, do you just let it out and, and just... I don't know. Um, I don't know so how to ask I, this question, honestly. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. I actually, I love answering this question because I, I, when I started going to my church, I actually learned how to pray intentionally. And there's a, there's a difference between prayer and intentional prayer, right? So um, there's a song out there that says, uh, you know, it's a country song and I love it. Um, and, and I really wish I, were, I knew the name of the singer, but basically it talks about, you know, how dare you only pray to God when you need something and you don't pray to God to thank him. So mm -hmm. when I open up my prayer, I always open up and say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to be with me right this moment, in this moment. And whoa, I'm going to get chills just thinking about praying, just talking about praying. But <clears throat> I ask the Holy Spirit to come and be with me 
And I always start with gratitude. I teach my children to be grounded in gratitude. So before I pray and ask for anything, I thank him. I thank the Holy Spirit for everything that I am currently blessed with every day of my life. For my health, for my children, for my family, for the love that I have, for forgiveness, because the hardest thing that we can do, but it is the most beautiful blessing that we get from God, is to forgive people, forgive ourselves, right? So I start, I start with gratitude. I always open with gratitude first and then just let them know, hey, this is what I need right now in this moment, right? Let's remove any evil. Let's remove any, anything negative. Any negative energy must leave right now. You command it to, to happen and it will happen. And you let that Holy Spirit in and you just give yourself. You just give yourself 100% and just pray it out. And sometimes, most of the time when I pray, I get tingles in my body and I cry. And it's just a good release. Wow. Well, I could tell. I mean, I almost got emotional there just hearing it from you. So <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Um, I believe it. Were, were you always religious or is this something you found later in life? I was forced to go to Catholic uh, school and, and I, was, I was raised Roman Catholic. And um, I say forced to go because my earliest memories of going to church and the reason why I never really wanted to go to church as like a young adult and my early adulthood was because I remember putting on a dress and the most uncomfortable pantyhose when I was a little girl, like these little, little hose, and then put on the shoes on top of it. And I'd get blisters on my shoes and my feet would be all sweaty. And I'd go into church and I'd be kneeling and standing and kneeling and standing. And my dad absolutely could not stand being in church, but he'd go in, he'd do a little father, son, Holy spirit, love you, meet it. And, and like, he'd go up, he'd get, he'd get, he'd receive communion and then he'd leave immediately to go to get the car and getting the car with my dad standing outside in the sidewalk, having a Salem light 100, waiting for the rest of us to walk out. And then we'd all pile into the car because it was six of us. I'm the youngest of four. We'd all pile into the car and my dad's like, good, we got to beat traffic. So I got to get home in time for the Jets game. And that's all that mattered to my dad. He'd get home, he'd sit in his chair, he'd crack open his beer and he felt like he's like, oh, God loves me. I, I went to church today. I'm forgiven for all of my sins. And that's how I remember church. I remember my dad couldn't wait. He was rushing out the door, right? Yeah. So, and I guess, I don't know, man. Like, I'm raising two children during a very digital age, which is both exciting and extremely scary. We deal with a, a, a spiritual warfare every day, more so than we ever have before. And uh, I need help, man. I need help. And so I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm going back to church. And so I did a bunch of, I, 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 I searched it out. I Google searched it and I found this great church, Grace Family Church in Lando Lakes. And quick plug, quick plug to them because I love them. And I, I made it a choice for my kids. I was like, listen, mommy's going to start going to church. Would you like to come with me? I never forced it on them because I didn't like it being forced on me. And I take mm -hmm. them and they love it. They have a great time. Uh, they go into their own little kid zone thing and they, they rock it and, you know, and they, and they pray with me. And that's, you know, my husband is kind of church hurt. He doesn't really go and I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. Right. I still pray for him, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what made me start going again is, um, you know, my, I, 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 I you know, I, I'm not, I would never in a million years, I'm not the person to say like, first of all, I don't believe in burning bridges, but I'm, I'm not someone to say, 
I don't like the Catholic church. I don't like this. And I don't like that. It's to each their own. If, if you're Catholic, God bless you. Keep going back to church. If that's how you receive God the best, I personally receive it better going to the church that I go to. Absolutely. I think he said something super important, especially for the entrepreneurs. Um, I think we all need help at some point. I can tell you the first time I prayed in a very long time. I won't tell my story, but it was like two years ago because I was under an extreme amount of press, <laughs> stress, just so much. And it's just like, it's very hard to get through things. And for me, I was just like, I asked for help for the first time in a very long time. And it was just really nice to throw it out and give it to somebody else, um, for lack of a better term. It's just like, hey, could somebody help me out here? And just letting it out was so relieving. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, anybody out there, sometimes it's it's okay to ask for help. I mean, a lot of us entrepreneurs are very hard-driving people, and we want to take care of everything ourselves. And I think that's important. We need to take responsibility for everything, but we also need to take responsibility for our own mental health and our own well-being, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amen to that. Seriously, 100%. We, we absolutely do. And, you know, I have a T-shirt that says this, but, um, you know, turn your worries into prayers, Right. And, and like, truly, I mean, just sometimes just, just stand there for a second. Like, you know, especially as a woman. And I say this because it's true. You know, we, we hit a certain stage of our lives where we become very hormonal and we become very, um, just completely overwhelmed, overwhelmed and burnt out. Like the mamas of, of any family for the most part, I believe are, I mean, we're the nurturer, we're the rock, we're the, you know, we, we're, we are the everything and everyone we're the only one and the everything to everyone in our lives, right? We are the go-to mm -hmm. person for everything. And it's important that we have to be the go-to person for ourselves too. And when we're burnt out, what else are we going to do? Who else are we going to turn to? Well, I, I choose to turn to God because, you know, I go to my mom's house to float in her pool and sip wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think that's, um, that's such an important point. Um, I was going somewhere with that, but I forgot. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, your joke put me off course, but I love the joke. It was very good. <laughs> what, did you, what did you say right before that? Um, do you remember? If not, we could transition, I suppose. I just, um, I don't know. I, I feel like I was going on a tangent. And I apologize to anybody who's like listening to this going, geez, okay. Um, yeah, I just, you know, just, oh, being everything to everyone and getting burnt out. And, you know, that, that as women, we get, you know, we're, we're just, mm -hmm. we're riddled with everything sometimes. And, you know, and I know that men are too, but as a mom and as a mom who, you know, I have so many other mm -hmm. mom friends just in my neighborhood alone is we just feel like we are relied upon for everything. And it's, you know, it, it gets heavy, man. It's, it's a lot to take on. And we have to just kind of find our, our peace. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You reminded me exactly where I wanted to go. Um, so I'm not a woman, obviously, but I do have ADHD. Um, and people with ADHD, we tend to value other people. Doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> we tend to value, um, like, for example, I will work harder for somebody else than I will for me. Oh um, always. Always. So like if I have an employee that's stressed out, I will burn myself out trying to fix what's going wrong with them. But I won't do the same thing for me. I will not do the same thing for me. I need an external pressure source in order for me to work that hard. Um, so, yes, I could definitely identify what you what you just said. It's, isn't that something? And, and you know, I, I, 
I feel like, you know, you say we have ADHD and, and I, and I definitely do. Um, I think that it's just that we're just really empathetic, right? Like we're just mm-hmm. extremely oh, that's empathetic. That's definitely the right word. Right. Um, and even people who say, you know, I have anxiety. If you say that you have it, then you're owning it. And then you're letting that negative energy consume you. I like to say that at times I feel anxious and then I pray. Right. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I could talk about mental health all day, but let's not get too far into that. I, maybe another I time. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about what you're most passionate about. You mentioned you're most passionate about helping people move the needle. And you also mentioned that like with a fairly broad scope. So yeah. when you say you're most passionate about helping people move the needle, what do you mean? I think that right now we are in... Um, Globally and in the United States, we're in a uh, an economic. Um, I feel like that the true pandemic is an economic pandemic. I feel like people are um, realizing some very serious financial stress in their lives, and they don't know. They really don't know what they can do to pull themselves out of it. People, I mean, in the mortgage industry alone, there are hundreds of thousands of people that have been recently laid off in the last year, year and a half. And it's very scary. And some of those people are still looking for work. I see them on LinkedIn every day, right? So when I talk about, I'm passionate about helping people move the needle, the, the needle is just knowing how to move forward, how to, how to get out of that um, that space of saying, I don't know how to do a thing or I feel stuck, right? Um, two pieces of be- paper bound together with glue are stuck, right? A human being is not stuck. You're only stuck if you own that and you say that for yourself. So let's get unstuck together. Let's pull the paper apart and know that the only thing between us and um, experiencing what money can look like is just air, right? So people who say that they're stuck, have you ever tried to do a live stream video? Have you ever gone onto Google and looked up what you can do to make money online there. I mean, you, come on, Tim, you and I both know how many YouTube videos are, are, are there. there <laughs> no are, there's at least a hundred influencers right now that I can think of off the top of my head that teach people how to make money online on YouTube um, for free, for free. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people on there. Like I don't even <laughs> consider myself to be a YouTube influencer, but I teach people how to do it for free. And so my, I'm passionate about, I think what's most important is just helping people identify exactly where they are in their journey and how to take that, take that, that, that specific place, like, like on a ruler, right? Are you at the zero inch mark or are you at the like one and a half inch mark? Whereas the fourth inch is your sales funnel is complete. Like you've completely built out your sales funnel, right? Some people walk away if they're sitting in get response and their HTML code isn't, isn't working properly or their API broke. Like, and, they'll, and they'll walk away and go, I can't do this. I'm, I'm technically not good at this. Well, technically, you can look it up or you can hire someone to help you walk, walk you through getting through that hiccup. And it's just a hiccup. It's just mm-hmm. an obstacle. And it sucks. And I promise you, anybody listening to this, I don't care how advanced you are at building out sales funnels, when that crap happens, you want to just throw your computer out the window. It sucks. Yes. It, it sucks. sure does. <laughs> it break everything, right? 
And then you got people that are like, oh my God, I just launched something and it's broken and all these people are messaging me. Well, those people are messaging you because they want what it is that you are offering to give them. So you just got to dive back into it, fix it and make right by those people, right? And, and, and mm -hmm. I think that too many of us get stuck in that one spot and, they, and you don't know how to fix it. Well, light a fire under somebody's ass and get it fixed and keep moving forward. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> light a fire under somebody's ass and get it fixed. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny because that's a, the that's a solution to almost everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of times we overthink things, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> It's like, there's a solution to every problem. You just, something's going to fall on your lap. Oftentimes it sucks. It's supposed to suck, actually. Um, Correct. <laughs> um, I love it. So let's transition to this. I love how that mindset leads right into the six-figure side hustle, mm -hmm. right? So let's, let's discuss anybody out there that's potentially thinking about starting a side hustle. What do you teach specifically? Do you teach a specific niche of side hustles? Or are you more broad? So... Not everybody wants to be an online business coach, right? So, so I specifically like to work with people who want to start a coaching business, whatever that looks like. Okay. It could be, Hey, you're a, you're a real estate investor and you are really, really good at flipping houses or wholesaling them, holding a note on them, uh, identifying, you know, where to find like your honeypot of, 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 you know, the, the watering hole as it is, um, as it were of houses in your area that you can buy on the cheap, right? Which doesn't exist right now in the, in the, in Florida. <laughs> um, but that, you know, that's affordable. If you've got the capital, you go in, you buy a house, let's say $300,000, whatever, and you fix it up and you know how to still profit from it. Right. Or turn it into an Airbnb or whatever. Right. If you're really good at that, no matter what it looks like, like there could be like a fine tuned place in there somewhere. Right. If you're really, really good at that and you're making money on that, you can teach other people how to make money on that too, right? So why mm -hmm. would you not either, and, and, you know, I hate to say create a course. It should be some sort of like on-demand, like online on-demand thing, right? You just record some videos and I say you just, but truly, you know, so what I like to do is help people understand exactly what that looks like and turn it into an actual coaching program where they can work with people one-on-one -on -one in a group or community setting, or just have some videos out there on demand that will allow people to kind of go through a process and if they want more help, then they can hire you one-on-one -on -one, and that can be a higher ticket opportunity. Then there's people who don't want to do that. And that's where I teach people how to do affiliate marketing. There's over a billion dollars that are spent on Amazon every single day right now. People, I mean, every every single day, Amazon drops something off at my doorstep. And I know for a fact that they drop it off at my neighbor's doorstep. <laughs> Over a billion dollars a day on Amazon. And Amazon pays out affiliates. I'm an Amazon influencer. I just became an Amazon influencer because I'm like, no, no, no. I want higher commissions. So you get higher commissions <laughs> as, as an influencer. And now they pay you to have videos, product reviews. You can, I can have this mug a product review of this mug that I didn't even buy on Amazon. Somebody could have given it to me as a gift. But if I do a product review of this mug and I upload it onto Amazon, I will make 4% if somebody buys the product, even if they didn't watch my video that's on that page. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know so, that. So um. in my six-figure side hustle starter kit, 
I talk about this in the checklist. So it's, it's a three piece thing for me. So I, so I, I offered this hundred percent for free, it's just free coaching. So I teach people, I have a checklist, very comprehensive, walking people through what it looks like to be an affiliate marketer. And if you want to take it to the next level, you want to have your own coaching business, how to identify your strengths and talents, how to go through my entire Piggly method to make sure that whatever you want to do, that it's sticky against the market and that you're not going to get crickets when you show up with good content, how to figure out which platform to show up on that's going to help you the best, and then how to take that, get some coaching people in beta and go from beta to launched. Done. Period. And then from there, I've got some video training, walking them through that whole process of what that looks like. And then after that, we hop on a phone call and we find out, hey, what is your strategy? What exactly are you going to do? Are you crystal clear on that? If so, great. You can do it on your own. Or if you need me to help you, let's, let's talk about what that looks like. Very simple process. Done. Period. Um, it sounds very simple. It sounds almost <laughs> too simple. Um, but I mean, I think um, in general, that's how life is. I think people tend to overcomplicate just about everything. And it's like, really, if you try to simplify things, you tend to do things a lot more efficiently, a lot faster, and you get where you want to go faster. It's like 90% of the entrepreneurs I talk to could could benefit from addition by subtraction. A hundred percent. I mean, truly. But, but we, so on the internet and you're right. And, and to, like, I tell people us like when we're, we're scrolling on our phones, it's almost like we have like, like a thousand ping pong balls being thrown at us at one time. And we just have to figure out, we have to like look up just at the right time to catch the right one and just work on that one. Take that ping pong ball and just start volleying it back and forth as much as we can. Right. Until we've mastered the volley then get the next ping pong ball and volley that until you've mastered the volley. Because I'll tell you, if you, if you, I've done it myself and then, and that causes imposter syndrome. If you try to do too many things at one time, you're not going to master one thing. And if you don't master one thing, then you're not going to move the needle forward. You're just not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Trish Leto. This has been a tremendous, tremendous <laughs> hour. Um, thank you so much for joining me this morning. If anybody wanted to reach out to you, if anybody wanted to get in touch that was listening, how would, what would be the best way for them to do so? Um, go to my website, trishlitocoaching.com, trishlitocoaching.com. And from there, they can download my free six-figure side hustle starter kit. All right, yes, everybody. <laughs> there you have it. Um, Trish Lito, thank you once again. This has been absolutely tremendous. Um, thank you for giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business. And to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. If you're trying to get into the online marketing space and you're doing 100 things at once, try to master one of them because you're not going to move the needle unless you do. And if you have a problem, light a fire under somebody's ass. <laughs> And get them to fix it for you. <laughs> Tell somebody that you know that will help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 